Okay. Well, here we are, Stuart. It's uh, 15 overs to go, so 35 overs bowled. Australia are... They've been quietened after a few wi- after two wickets, but they seem to me to be in a very good position. Yeah, Finch has played beautifully, hasn't he? I must admit, I, um, I might have called it slightly wrong this morning. I said, uh, win the toss, win the game. Yeah. I thought the conditions were overcast, heavy. There'd been a lot of moisture overnight. I thought the ball would nip around everywhere. And there'll be criticised criticism of England maybe being a bit short, potentially. Yeah. Um, because yeah. the ball did seem, particularly for Chris Wokes, we got a bit unlucky with a few decisions, a few past the edge. But I always think you have to give a lot of credit to opening batsmen when they get through periods yeah. like that. Um, and actually, through this World Cup, Australia haven't looked to be 80-90 off the first 10 overs. No. Finch and Warner have set a platform to build through and then hopefully one of their middle order carries them through. So they've, they've stuck, stuck to their game plan and played really well. Uh, England just got a couple of great wickets from the atmosphere when Smith came to the crease oh, was quite lively, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It's a great ground for that. Yes, uh, the, the, the days of um, of the kind of... Uh, well, Sri Lanka almost invented it. The openers who come in and absolutely uh, pummel the ball around for the first turnovers seem to be over now. The, the idea of building a foundation uh, has, has come into the game and, and certainly Warner and Finch did exactly that. The best players in the world assess conditions. Yeah. So... If this was an absolute belter where 400 might be par, etc., massive, uh, quick outfield, small boundaries, they might have gone really hard and thought, yeah. right, we need to get 80 off the first turn. It was seeming around a little bit, one big boundary, one side, a um, bit of a green tinge. They thought, right, let's let's settle, let's make sure we don't lose too many wickets and look to get a good score on the board. You never know. It, 290, 300 could win this for Australia, and I think that's how they've gone about their business. They've still got. Glenn Maxwell to come who, yeah, who could can do anything really on it so um, yeah it's been and interesting and it has to be said that England's fielding so for the last two years so much something we could sing about has been a little bit scrappy it's by the standards we expect it's been nervous nervous That's the way is the word you'd use, yeah. yeah it's uh, it's been un-England like actually it's been a little bit standoffish a little bit a few mistakes but I just noticed there actually Ben Stokes arms just moving around trying to get everyone up and yeah. moving a little bit yeah, we've got to sometimes we forget that these players aren't robots no. so actually England versus Australia at the home of cricket in a home World Cup about as big as it gets in white ball cricket yeah. so Jeez. there would have been nerves throughout all of yesterday going out for dinner last night would have been on the players minds um, I think that's just set into our fielding slightly so the leaders in the in the team like your butlers your Stokes are trying to just get the guys out of their shells slightly yeah. Um, yeah. hope that you know, you're only one great catch away. Someone pulls off an absolute screamer and then everyone settles. Yeah, and I guess another thing which is true in all sports and games indeed is flexibility. You have to be able to adjust what you think is your usual plan. And you mentioned that we've been bowling a bit short and back of a length bowling has been the secret to quite a lot of the tournaments so far. But this particular ground on these conditions it does look as if a, a little bit... A little bit fuller, even at the risk of being driven, is, is, is worth the, the risk, would you say? Well, you've got Wokes as a back of a length hit-the-deck bowler. Yeah. He's been brilliant with the new ball over the last few years. Archer's a hit-the-deck bowler. Wood's a 90-mile-an-hour hit-the-deck bowler. Arguably, you'd want a Jimmy Anderson. Yes. Wouldn't you? It sounds like we've just got a wicket, which is good news. Ooh, um, that was it, yeah. But, yeah, you pick a World Cup squad you need to be able to manoeuvre those bowlers and I think we picked the right team. There's a lot yeah. of question marks over where we, whether Moeen should have played and played the extra seamer. 
but um, you've got four seamers in Stokes, Wokes, Archer and Wood who should be able to do the job yeah. and you get the extra depth with Moeen as a, as a batsman as well so the right team was selected yes we probably didn't quite bowl quite as full as we'd have liked to have done yeah. um, but that happens and it's yeah. not like Australia stormed away from us so um, these uh, incredibly inaccurate uh, predictors that they put up on, on the on the TV which are just uh, you and I could I mean, in fact someone who didn't even really know or follow cricket much could probably do better than they do they just respond to whatever has happened it seems but I'm going to put you in the position of being a predictor now with the 14 overs to go uh, do you what, 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 what do you see as A the score that Australia are going to post and B the, the likelihood of England uh, matching it and I think it will get one. better and better the sun's just beginning to sneak through a little bit I think Australia will need over 300 yeah. to, to challenge England with the depth and quality of England's batting. England have lost two games chasing, which is a bit unusual for England in this yeah. World Cup. Um, but I, I'd certainly back them to, to put that right today. Yeah. Uh, as an England fan, I'm saying that. But <laughs> I've almost got an England badge on my chest here. But um, yeah, I think Australia will need over 300 because yeah. the pitch looks fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but they're still in a position where they can do that. Yes, they are. Yeah, they've got a lot of wickets in hand. And my other question to you is, you have begun your career as an interviewer today. You've been in, uh, 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 with Sky, you've been in the media centre, what I used to call Cherie Blair's Smile. If you've ever seen the, uh, the, the media centre, it looks like a great big grin. And uh, how, how did that go? You, you, you interviewed Mark Wood, I believe. Yeah, it was uh, weirdly... If I'd have been opening the bowling for England in this game, I'd have been less nervous than really? having to interview. It's just out of your comfort zone, isn't yeah. it? So, um, I mean, Mark was one of the great guys who always got a lot of energy and a lot to say. So I was yeah. quite relaxed that I, I knew it would. Um, I knew that he'd answer yeah. and be able to give me something to work with. But it's still something very unique and different to, to do. And there's also a crossover moment, which obviously you haven't reached because you're still in your prime as an England player in the Red Bull game. Um, but the crossover moment becomes when, when the next player starts to interview a current player and be a little bit snarky and say, I notice your technique is this or you failed here, and which you would never do to a colleague. I, I avoided that, yeah, for Clearly, sure. And, al and also, it was, a, it was a nice interview to do because Mark Wood's flying. He's in the form of his life. Yeah. Uh, he's taking wickets. Um, and he's bowling with great pace, and he's probably having the, the 2019's the best year of his career. Yeah, so since always, a bad injury scare. It's always nice to, to interview someone when they're, when they're doing really well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was a really interesting experience, and I think hopefully it's one of them, you get your first out of the way, and then you can relax into it. Well, let's, um, let's go back now and catch the last 10 overs, and maybe we'll reconvene in the uh, innings break. That's all now, folks. Well, Stuart is, um, Stuart is doing some media work at the moment, and so I'm sitting watching the opening of England's innings, you know, replying to 285 from Australia. So it's under six and over, under a runner ball. You'd hope that England could do it now if they have the right mindset, I suppose, is the tedious cliche. Unfortunately, James Vince was out for a duck. We were none for one. Um, but Root is in. Uh, he's hit a couple of very good strokes and so far his consistency in this tournament and in his England career generally has been unique in my lifetime for an England batsman and as I say that Berendorf's running and he'll probably get bowled. He swiped um, but uh, it's a tense match. It's a good match of cricket I suppose is the way you should put it to uh, any disinterested observer. Uh, 
who, who was neither an Australian nor an England supporter, they would say this was very well poised, and so it should be. Naturally, as an England supporter, I'm both very full of the feeling that we should win and equally full of the desperate feeling that all fans have that something is bound to go wrong. I'll catch up with you later. And just a few balls after I spoke about Joe Root's consistency. He goes to a beautiful swinging ball from Mitchell Stark for eight runs, and England are now in some trouble, really. Uh, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. Why do I love cricket so much? It only comes and spanks me. It's cruel. So cruel. See you later. A deathly hush has fallen over the ground as Owen Morgan has come in for four and gone out to, a, I have to say, a rather foolish shot. Um, and uh, I've suddenly remembered why I hate cricket so much and I never want anything to do with it again because it's so upsetting. Now, calm down, Stephen. It's not over yet. And Stokes is in. He made, what, no, I mean, uh, 83, not out last time. Ran out of partners. We can't have that this time. Um, they haven't even had a change of bowling yet. And uh, England are in dire straits. We need just to remember that it isn't that high a run rate required. And if it's still possible to win, I do believe that. I cleave to that thought. Uh, I'll be back again in a little while. It's 130 for five after 30 overs, and uh, it's very tense. I mean, we, we haven't lost it. We, we, we could still win it, but, I mean, uh, we have to bat so sensibly. Stokes is in. He, he, he was heroic in the Sri Lanka ma match, which we did lose. So he's up to Wokes at the other end to be woke um, and, uh, and not play any of those. Oh, that's a huge six from Ben Stokes. Absolutely extraordinary. Very great shot. At square of the wicket. Um, thank you so much. Someone's just serving me a drink, so you can tell. I'm, <laughs> you can hear everything. This is the atmosphere. Um, it's, it's quite a thing. I'm so lucky to be here at Lord's. It's amazing. And uh, it isn't over yet, so uh, again, I'll be back to you a little later. Well, it's 189 for seven. Owen Ali's just out to Berendorf. And you can tell from my voice that I'm not optimistic. In fact, it's fairly obvious that England are going to lose this one, and that uh, means we've got to be New Zealand and India. And on the current performance, it's hard to see how we can get back our uh, mojo, if you like. It's not easy at all, but uh, let's hope, um, because there is always hope. Although, as any true sports lover knows, it's the hope that kills. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up when the uh, game is over, which may not be too long now, I'm sorry to say. Congratulations, Australia. They outplayed us in just about every department, I think it's safe to say. Well, Stuart, uh, we're it's still about 70 runs to win with only a couple of wickets standing. It's not going to happen, is it? It's not, no. I, uh, I think the, the commentator's curse came true when I said that uh, I thought James Vince would get 80, uh, get us off to a flyer and we'd, uh, and we'd cruise it. This England team would have chased 320 today. So 
Yes, I, uh, I put the commentator's curse on Vinci, unfortunately, but yeah, it's been a slightly... Um, I feel quite flat. I, I feel flat. You, you can tell it from the crowd, because you couldn't have had a more enthusiastic crowd. Everything that went right for England for the first half of the day, they roared like an extraordinary sound, but now there's, yeah, there's it's general... it's a bit flat. I, ju- I just think that, as, a, a, as an England fan, that when I played international white ball cricket in the years before me, this was quite a regular result. Yes. But because it's been such an irregular result... We've been spoiled. We've been spoiled. That actually, it feels like we've just gone back into the, the tricky time, so to speak. But it's... Um, yeah, it's been a real shame today. It's just Geoffrey Archer just falls there. But, um, yeah, we, that's Berendorf's fourth. It's now 211 for nine. And uh, it's really all over by the shouting. And yeah, in the words of T.S. Eliot... It's uh, ended not with a bang, but a whimper. It has, and it, but do you know what? It puts this England side under pressure now. It, we well, have, we've got to beat New Zealand and India. We do. If, if uh, Pakistan beat New Zealand on uh, Wednesday, we're, we're under a bit of pressure. And we're going to play India at Edgebaston, which oh. you know, will be a very tricky, tricky game to play. And then you're suddenly down to the last one. So it's, it's suddenly looking all rosy six days ago, wasn't it? When we last spoke and we were jumping for joy and very happy. Uh, it's now become... A little bit tricky, but you know, it's the first time this England team's been under any sort of pressure for the last three years, really, because they yeah. played such great cricket. Absolutely so right. How can they bounce back? Can, can I give you an extraordinary statistic that was given to me, and I, I, I believe it's true. Uh, as of yesterday, or maybe the day before, since the World Cup, there had been 499 in ODIs, International One Day Games. Of those, how many do you think were won? Let's call it 500. How many were won by the side batting first and how many by the side batting second? I would say batting first, 300. It's amazing. It's 249 and second, 250. Is that right? Wow. Yeah, which I think maybe it now be even equal. But I think yeah. that speaks rather well of the format, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It shows that it's a good balance, doesn't yeah. it? And actually, I mean, we always say in a, in a team meeting before we go out, you know, whatever we do at the tasks, we just got to do it better than the opposition. And it's a bit cliche, but yeah. actually it, that sort of stat proves that, really. It does, it? and it maybe makes a nonsense of the importance that is always given to the toss. Mm. Um, what, what, we, we, this is something we can talk about at, uh, uh, maybe on another podcast, but this, there's quite a lot of, kind of new thinking coming into the idea of maybe the host country in a test series uh, shouldn't... Uh, win the toss, or he shouldn't have a toss, or it, it, you know, it should, or the toss should alternate. We've tried that in county cricket, and, and I'm not a big fan. No. I mean, I, I'm a bit of um, I like the character in sport and in yeah. things really. So I think the toss and cricket is part of the character. I like yeah. turning up day one, not knowing if you're batting and bowling, and if it's a bit yeah. cloudy and well, we really want to bowl. Oh, we've lost the toss. Well, no, it's a bit. I like drinking wine with a cork instead of a, a screw yes. because of the character of opening the wine. Maybe that's just my mindset. Oh, no, you know, I, th- so I think a lot of people would share that. I, uh, I like the character of what's brought and, what it, and the character of life. And I think that uh, if you have set tosses, it just loses a little bit of character. And it? also, of course, because cricket is a game of such infinite va- variables, one of them is the nature of the wicket. And in the case of a touring test side, the host nation has the, the, the whip hand when it comes to what the Australians would call the curation of the, you know, yeah. the groundskeeping. But what's wrong with home advantage? Nothing you know, wrong you, with if that. If you go up no. to Manchester United, they, do they play on a wider pitch because they have more fluent players, etc. Yeah. You know, when, when Stoke were at the pump, they made it wider so the throwing thrower yes throw when Arsenal were at Highbury it was a very small ground yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Quite, I, I mean as I say I like the character of sport so I think that, um, that that's 
I like the fact that teams have home advantage yeah. and it makes winning away from home more special. Yeah. Well, to sum up, here we are now. It's 213 for nine. Berndorf has um, got off his Pfeiffer, his Michelle. And that's a pretty You've impressive... You've done, actually, very impressively, the beautiful um, TV commentary. You said the, the score and the overs at the end of, <laughs> at the, end of the over. To, in that's case right, to go to in case they get that. You've, you've, uh, yeah, you've obviously been learning all you, these tricks, You're a trained too. professional in this, Stephen. You really are. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. 36 balls, 30, uh, 73 runs required. Um, oh, well. Hope, yeah, I fear it's not going to happen. We all know that. Actually, just a note on Jason Barrendorf, five for a Lords in a World Cup. It's the fourth best figures of the of the tournament so far. The best, the incredible Shakib Al Hassan, whom we haven't spoken about, plays for Bangladesh, of course, and is probably the finest all rounder in cricket. He has, yeah. People say, um, where does he come from? Whatever. He's been number one all rounder for years and years. Sort of balanced with Shane Watson at times, and he's potentially underrated around the world but if you go to Bangladesh he's not underrated no. he, is, he is loved yeah. and he's, uh, he's done brilliantly so yeah it's, um, this has turned into a bit of a shame for England but actually now we walk, we walk into arguably two or three knockout games so um, yeah. if yes. there's ever a time to shine ever a time for your big players to, to stand up now's the time you're right and I think we should, uh, we should end on there as Stark comes in for the second ball of his over and uh, there's a bit of freedom being played there whoa and there's another first four runs from Rashid who's on 20, 25 off 18. So he's at least uh, he's at least going out with a little bit of flair. I feel very stupid if we ended this now and then England won, but we're going to end it now because uh, it looks like the ground is going to go crazy. And you can imagine what it's like being Stuart Rawl with everybody leaving the ground. He's going to be mobbed. Oh, I'll see you, Stuart. We'll see you, we'll see you, see you for our next, exactly, our next meeting.